They say winning ain't everything. Well, we don't have them tight conversations over here, man. Had that conversation with the losers. We trying to win at everything we do. Even in the loss, we don't see defeat. We see a lesson learned. Straight up. Look, I came into this world in 1978 The doc looked me in my face and knew I was something great 45-42 Prescott, that's where I'm from Grew up in the slums around dope dealers and bums As humble as I was, I adapted to my habitat In my own lane though, far from where they crashing at Dumb bar graduate, the game out of mastered it Served in the Navy, look, y'all don't know the half of it Pops passing no one, moms passed last year I know they up in heaven smiling down crying mad tears Cause they son making it, no telling where I'm taking it My city been cursed, but I feel that I'm breaking it Coach that went high in 15 in one state Seen the fork in the road and went straight I know what I'm worth. I'm OG King Kirk, Brooklyn Nets gaming crew legend. Let's work. Hey, this is OG King Kirk, your host of the OG Two Cents podcast, and I want to thank each and every one of you who continue to support the podcast. Uh, this is our third season. I uh, never thought I'd be here. Uh, episode sixty-one is is crazy to even think about. Um, you know, as usual. If you're watching on, on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, comment, and share. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. Helps us out a lot. Links for streaming platforms will be available in the description. Um, let's continue to stand up against any forms of social injustice and racism. And remember to spread love and not hate. This episode is brought to you by Zenny Blocks. Make sure to armor your eyes with Zenny Blocks Virtual Clear Blue Blockers. It's important to protect your eyes from the harmful blue lights from your digital screens so you'll have less eye strain, and that makes for better sleep and performance. Check them out at zenny.com gaming or follow them at Zenny Gaming on Twitter and Instagram. This episode, like I said, is episode 61, California Love. It's what... One of my good brothers, Antonio Williams, a very good guy. I had the opportunity to get to know him on the Esports Extra. Uh, but let's, let me tell you a little bit about him. Uh, he's a passion, he's, he is a passionate sports industry expert. Antonio has 15 years of cross-functional sports experience in media, player assistance, marketing, and operations. Throughout his career, Antonio served as an invaluable resource, an integral part of major organizations, including the Phoenix Suns, Nike, ESPN, Boston Red Sox, and the NBA. His range of experience across brands, teams, leagues, and media outlets offers a full 360 degrees perspective on the complexities of the sports landscape. His colleagues often refer to Antonio as a walking encyclopedia for the game of basketball. He has a unique ability to deliver technical knowledge in an insightful way that engages and informs audiences. From content creation, video, and written to in-depth player analysis, Antonio demonstrates his knowledge, enthusiasm, and passion for sports across all platforms of meet all forms of media. He is also the co-host of Esports Extra and has his own show on Vocal, the Antonio Williams show. So without further ado, 
Uh, you know, I don't like to do too much talking. So, Antonio, uh, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing well. I appreciate you. I know this has been in the makings for a while for us to fellowship uh, in this in this way. And uh, I appreciate you, man, sharing the platform with me, man. I'm doing well. I cannot complain. Now, without a doubt, man, just uh, jumping right into it. Uh, just uh, tell us your story and how you got to where you are today. Man, you know, it, it, it's funny because I, I thought after going to Brandeis, growing up in L.A., born in St. Louis, I thought and going to playing at Brandeis University in Boston, I thought I was going to go and work in uh, in uh, investment banking. I wanted to be the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as I, I shadowed a group that was going to hire me and I quickly figured out, you know what, I need to listen to my mama who keeps telling me to work in something that I'm passionate about. And, um, of course, being passionate about sports and entertainment, uh, I, I thought I was going to work in either one. And I uh, was open to working in either one. Had internships in both and uh, was fortunate enough to get a job in the NBA league office. And here we go, man, on this sports platform, uh, this sports journey that, of course, brought us together as well. And, you know, great relationships, great experiences along the way, man. So here we are. You know, you've uh, been a league scout. Uh, from multiple leagues. Uh, just talk about that experience and then also share some stories uh, if you have some. <laughs> Lots of stories, uh, but it, it was great. It was great because I was fortunate enough to work for two franchises that have very rich histories, respectively, in the NBA and in Major League Baseball. Um, you know, so one of the, the I would say, the most stressful, but of course, looking back on it with hindsight and all those things, um, actually one of the most exciting times in my life was working for the Boston Red Sox and scouting. And, you know, for that famous series, we won the World Series in 04. We were, we broke the 86-year curse that was over the Red Sox franchise. And, and uh, you know, we competed, you know, we all played. You played as well, OG. I, I have, I don't necessarily believe in curses, but I can tell you, that pressure or what the feeling the city was feeling and what the city was kind of bringing that energy, you could feel it. It was real. It was tangible. And, and um, you know, and I didn't really understand it not growing up there until we actually broke through and we won it. So we won it in 04, we were down 03 to the Yankees. So um, sorry to some of the Yankee fans that may be listening, <laughs> but we were down uh, uh, 03 in the uh, ALCS and, you know, sitting in, and I remember when we lost, and we actually lost game three, 19 to eight. So we got smashed in game three. And the crazy part about it in baseball, you know, if you win a game, you score a game, you have a game and you score eight runs, you expect to win, right? Especially in the playoffs, but we got demolished in that game. And any game that has 27 runs scored in it, OG, you know, that game goes for a long time. <laughs> And so we're literally in an off in the office three o'clock in the morning and we're looking around if what the hell is going on? We're the better team, but we can't figure this out. And then, you know, Kevin Millar gave that great speech of don't let us win one, which was true. And, um, you know, we go on that amazing run and we win. And, um, you know, that that I'll say that that table was set actually when we lost the heartbreaker the year before in game seven against the, against the Yankees when we lost in Yankee stadium. And, and we went there and we, we won game six with the chance to win game seven. So that delivered to us the confidence that 
if we can push this thing back to Yankee Stadium, we can beat them. So we knew we could beat them, and they knew we could beat them as well. So even though we were down 3-0, the table was set the year before when we gave up the heartbreaker. So, you know, those stories and, and um, you know, that, that experience was, and especially for me, OG, I can say, because we actually go on and we win the World Series in St. Louis in a place where I played my summer baseball against the team that I grew up rooting against. I mean, rooting for. So, you know, that was an amazing experience, man. And then the other thing, too, with the Red Sox as well that was amazing was um, another thing that set the tone for us in 04, that famous fight between Jason Veritek and (laughs) A-Rod. And, and, you know, I was standing right next to Theo, sitting next to him. Then we were all standing up in Fenway Park when it happened. And I actually said to Theo, and again, OG, we understand this from a perspective of us competing. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, right? And, and I actually said to him, I don't condone and endorse fighting, but we need this. We need this. We need to let them know that we are here. And he's, no, that, that, I don't know about that. And I said, I'm telling you, Theo, we need this. And, you know, that set the tone. We were at home as well. So our fans are going crazy. You know, just an amazing experience. And, and um wouldn't trade it for the world, man. Now, you know, that's the, the, the MLB side of what you did. Uh, yep. You know, you was in the NBA as well <laughs> yeah. uh, as a league scout uh, yep. with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, talk about that. You know, it, it's funny because when you're in those rooms and you're drafting players, especially from that, that OG, from that um, the NBA scouting perspective, you're drafting guys that are going to make an immediate impact. There's lots of pressure in MLB scouting, but oftentimes you're scouting guys and you're not rushing them straight to the show when you scout them, when you draft them. So you're going to have a few years of development in the minors. But on that NBA side, especially when you have early picks, you are drafting guys for right away right now and so there's a lot of pressure there lots of pressure lots of decisions made on the fly you have your board and people take guys in front of you that throws your board in disarray and um, you know you're trying to get a draft pick in at the very last second Um, so one of the things that was very um, lots of fun when you sit and you have these conversations and you're setting your board as a team the disagreements that go on the respectful disagreements that go on because people are very passionate about the guys that we're selecting and rightfully so, because your job is hinging on this. And, you know, and for us in a position where OG, we were drafted, we were going young. That was deliberate to go young. And you're seeing that now that's coming to fruition with Devin Booker, Deandre Aiden, Mikhail Bridges. Those guys are playing well now. Well, when we drafted those guys, they were babies. And, and, um, so those conversations and those debates, those healthy debates that go into, okay, when we draft this guy at, at, at when we drafted Devin, he was the youngest guy in, 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 the, uh, in the NBA. In fact, his rookie year, OG, we played a game during the same time as the Sweet 16, and we may have played in Boston. I can't remember. It may have been the game where he dropped 70, but we played a game, OG. And that was at the same time as the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament that particular year. And our starting lineup was younger than, I think it was 10 of the teams in the Sweet 16, 
right? So we're starting a lineup that should be in college. And, and, you know, you're going through those growing pains. And when you're going, when you draft those players, there's a lot of debate because you have that pressure of the coach is sitting in the draft room and he's saying, hey, I need guys that can help me win games because my job is on this. And then us, from a scouting perspective, are thinking about, okay, yes, I certainly understand that, but we also need to be cognizant of looking toward the future. Who's going to be the guy that's going to be better three years from now, four years from now? And you are you are OG dealing with that, right? While you're also thinking, man, even if I make the decision for the guy that may be here three years from now, I might not be here to see this guy's playing, you know, come to fruition, right? So you're wrestling with a lot, lots of pressure. Oh, by the way, you also only have a couple minutes to make your pick. <laughs> and and the phone's going off the hook. Other teams are calling. They want to move into the position. You have to, the owner is calling you to the carpet. And there have been plenty of times, OG, where I got called to the carpet about an owner. Antonio, why do you have this guy on your board? And you have to stand on that 10 toes down. And you have to do that in 30 seconds, 15 seconds. And that happened to me a lot. And, um, you know, and I'm calling into my perspective, working in scouting and negotiating deals when I was at Nike and the media side when I was at ESPN. So I'm using all of that background information, leveraging all of those relationships to make these decisions. And they may be diametrically opposed to what the GM wants to do. So now you got to argue with the GM and the owner, which I've had to do. And of course you do that in a respectful way, of course, right? But those conversations are, are, are fun, but they're also stressful at the same time. No, I say this uh, as my experience as a GM, uh, you know, it's my third year and it's, um, you know, it, it, it's a, a exciting time, but it's also a, a stressful time. Facts. And then when it's all over, it's like, woof, like, I mean, <laughs> and then now you have to wait and see if the seeds that you planted, you know, grow uh, correctly. So I, I, it, it's definitely, a, it's something that obviously a, a lot of people think they can do uh, and, and, and possibly can do, but being able to live with the results, whether a player flourishes or whether they, they bust, uh, is, is, is not for the weak. Uh, and that's, what, that's really what separates whether or not that you, you know, do you have what it takes to, to, to do the job? So, uh, I definitely, uh, can relate with that. Um, you know, thoughts on, on the NBA season, uh, thus far. Um, so first off to backtrack on what you just said, I got to have you on and interview you and get your perspective on that. Right. So I got to do that. Right, right. But, um, and that'll be coming soon. But yeah, so the NBA season thus far, um, and we've talked about this on multiple platforms within our fellowship as well, that we sort of saw this coming in terms of with the season being sort of thrown out of whack with COVID last year. And now you have a quick turnaround. And, and you don't like to burn bread on people. You don't like to say, I told you so. But we, with, from an injury perspective, this is a risk that you're running. And, and, and I think it also, too, OG, I think it brings a larger um, question into play as well that we really have to address. And this is something, again, going back into our scouting uh, background about how the NBA season is shaping up. We are just looking at, the, the outcome, we're looking at, okay, man, these guys are sitting out, or in this case, these guys are, are injured. We're looking at that. And it's a symptom of a larger issue, which is how it is most times, right? 
Got to look at it globally and holistically. These guys that are playing now, those guys, OG, that, that our era of guys that played where we didn't specialize, those guys are going by the wayside now. LeBron is like the last of a dying breed. LeBron, Marcus Smart, Jalen Suggs is about to enter the NBA. Guys that play multiple sports. Those guys are Donovan Mitchell. It's, it's, that is few and far between now. This is the era of specialization. So I can say from a scouting standpoint, a lot of those medicals that we see when these guys, before they get to the NBA, man, right? So if we're going to look at the issue of, okay, I, I get it for ratings and fan interest. We got to have these stars and they have to play. I certainly get that. But if we're going to talk about the issue and resting players, we got to look at that thing all the way down to youth basketball because the vast majority of these stars only play basketball and they play year round. So we've seen in recent history, Zion Williamson enters the NBA only and, and only played 29 games last year. First pick in the draft injured, right? Joel Embiid, who probably would have been the number one pick in the draft this year, injured before he got to the NBA. Ben Simmons, injured. Blake Griffin, injured. Markel Fultz, injured before they even get to the NBA. And a lot of it is due to the fact that they are playing basketball so much before they get to the biggest stage. And if we're going to look at, oh, man, these guys are sitting out and every that's all the rage now to, to criticize them, we got to look at the entire system. Um, so I think that's one of the things that's really standing out with the NBA for me this year, for sure. Yeah. Now me piggybacking on that is that I always say I'm no doctor, of course, but the human, the human body itself is typically the made just to walk, right? (laughs) (laughs) not to to do all the running that, that we, that we do the jumping that we do the, the brutal pounding. Uh, that that players take uh, day in and day out. Um, I, I think short season, long season, however you want to put it, uh, that's not that's not what the human body is made for. So no. you know, it's no you know some players are blessed. Like you know, we see players like LeBron, like that typically, you know, never get hurt, never never been on the injury uh, list. You know, so. Uh, I think it's just a matter of who, who the person is and, and how your body is. But I think over a long period of time, none of us are made to uh, put our body uh, through what we actually do. Uh, just staying with the NBA, um, you know, who do you think uh, will be the MVP and what team do you think will take home the championship? Man, again, we, we're looking at health here. The MVP, the health, health of the players is all impacted in MVP race. We see this and who's going to win the title. And I know that's the case every year. You got to have health on your side. But this year in particular, because of shortened season and all the injuries that we're seeing to the stars, um, it, it really impacts it this year. And for me, I think um, I would say in terms of just being here every single day, it, I would have if, if Denver is able to continue to with um, to continue to go on the run that they're going on playing. They're still playing well, despite the fact that Jamal Murray's out another guy injured. I think you got to go with the Joker. And, and um, if, if uh, Joel Embiid hadn't missed the amount of time that he missed, I would say he's the guy, but the Joker in terms of the consistency and doing it with his guy down, the guy that had an amazing run in the bubble last year. Um, I, I think it has to be the Joker. If, if, it, if the season ended today, 
And for the title, um, it's hard for the Lakers. It's all assume it's health. It's it's health. And you know, I, I know people are as, and I don't mean this as disrespect because obviously, Le, Le, obviously LeBron is great. Obviously, AD is great. But oh, gee, this is not Kobe and Shaq, man. And even them, even the year when they won it, they were like third. They they went to third in the Western Conference or something of that nature. When they Shaq essentially took the first half of the year to get uh, healthy. They're like third in the West. They weren't seventh. So um, I know people are saying, man, the Lakers, no matter where they go, I, 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 I hear them. But, but at the same time, as we know, if they are in that play-in round, guys are different when pressure comes. Right. They're different. And, and so if the Lakers are healthy, it's hard to bet against them in, coming out of the West. And then we talked about this even before the historic James Harden move happened. When it was speculated, we were, you and I both were on board with, if they do this, and I know a lot of the talking heads, this isn't going to work. And we were like, no, 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 this is going to work, right? right? Your guys, if healthy, or come out of, the, out of the East. Got you, got you, got you. You know, now we, me and you work together on Esports Extra. Never, I, you know, never knew, like, the connection with you and Larry, like, so how did you be end up becoming a part of uh, eSports Action? So I was connected to Larry, and, and this goes back to shout out to uh, to Tracy and George Lynch from HBCU Heroes. They they built the bridge and, and, and connected me with Larry. And, um, you know, Larry and I had a good conversation, and, and he said, hey, I'm doing this show, eSports Extra. We got a good crew. Uh, would love to have you be a part of it. And uh, I said, sure. And, um, you know, again, it's all about synergies. It's all about connections. And when I uh, became part of the family, you guys accepted me with open arms. And it's been awesome. It's been great. And that's how I became part of the team. And we've all started the fellowship from there. And it's been great, man. I love every second of it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that was a, a fun time doing all those events going on. I think a lot of us got linked up uh, that way. Um, right. I, you know, I kind of knew Larry vaguely from uh, season one, just uh, watching him, you know, do a lot of on-air casting and things like that. And then uh, we ended up crossing paths. So it was kind of organically the same way. And, um, you know, we've been on a, a little break, but I, I'm sure we'll be, get back to it soon. <laughs> um, you know, now talking about your show, the Antonio yes. Williams show yes. on, on vocal, like, yes. uh, let, you know, let it, let everybody know, uh, you know, what your show's about and, uh, and, and how they can tune in. So again, you're going to be on that show soon, man. I got to have you on there, get your perspective on this, on all of these things, all things NBA 2K, all things NBA as well. And so again, you can find me at a.williamsports, nothing creative in, in terms of spelling on, on IG, Facebook, all those different places, Twitter as well. Um, and my show is we deal with all things in sports. We talk about, of course, basketball. We talk about football. We talk about current happenings in sports. Uh, because of my background working in Nike and, of course, being tied to basketball, it's virtually impossible to be in this world and not discuss the fashion element as well. So we talk about those things. We talk about social issues. We've been talking about the NBA, the NFL draft quite a bit recently. And then um, we've also talked about some of the things that are going on in the NBA with respect to guys sitting out. Um, and, and how that's been a hot button issue around the country as people talk about the league. And, and other things we talked about on there is how does the league continue to 
to garner interest in the games because they mastered the offseason in terms of free agencies. They've mastered tr the trade deadline. People are so interested in that. So bringing some perspective and color to those things also. Uh, but yeah, great show. I, I love it. I have great guests. It's all when, just like when you, I'm on here, you're asking me about my experiences. When people come on, I'm all about finding out your insight. I say very little. We need to hear your insight. We need to hear your perspective. It's your platform. So, um, and I love every second of it, man. Good, good, good. You know, at this point of the show, um, as OG wants to know, uh, <laughs> rapid fire questions, answer yep. open, honestly, as possible. Um, biggest influence? Oh, man. My biggest influence, geez, let me say quickly. I have to be my mama, man. My mama. Yeah. Got you. What motivation? <laughs> My daughter. Okay. Eric Jordan. Shout out Jordan. Leon say, Williams. Shout, shout out to Jordan. Shout yes. Out to Jordan. My daughter. <laughs> uh, biggest accomplishment. I would say my biggest accomplishment is to make it in this world, in this sports world, without being a professional athlete. That's favorite sports team. <laughs> I think I already know. Yeah. My favorite sports team, the Lakers. Gotcha. Um, favorite quote? Man, that's a great one. Um, my favorite quote is, and quietness and confidence shall be my strength. Well, uh, favorite actor and actress? My favorite actor would have to be Hmm. My favorite actor would have to be Denzel. Denzel Washington is my favorite actor. My favorite actress, Sanai Lathan. Good one, good one, good one. Favorite genre of music? Hip-hop. <laughs> hey, uh, favorite movie of all time? Do the Right Thing. Favorite athlete? 23, Michael Jordan. And, fa and favorite hip-hop verse? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, that's a hard one for me to go rapid fire. So many. Oh, <laughs> my favorite, I would have to say quickly off the top of my head, the greatest posse cut of all time, the symphony, Big Daddy Kane's verse. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Hey, Antonio, I just want to thank you uh, for coming on the show. I appreciate you, um, man. You know, once again, let people know how they can follow you. And, and tune in to your show as well. They can find my show on Vocal, and that is V-O-K-A-L. And it's the Antonio Williams show. Nothing fancy, nothing. That's that's how it is. Just once again, it's on. That's what we do. Hashtag RTO, real talk only. And they can find me at on IG, Facebook, Twitter, a.williamsports. Nothing creative there as well. And uh, again, we're on there. And, and I drop a new show every Tuesday. Good. Well, I can't wait to uh, be on uh, once again. Shout out to Jordan and the boss. Hey, Shalon, Shalon yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and, and thanks you brother for coming on. I'm definitely going to do the show uh, when, when, when time permits and uh, keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate you, brother. You do the same. I can't wait till we jump on together again. Gotcha. I want to thank each and every one of you who watched the show today. Remember, you can catch the OG Two Cents podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and, of course, YouTube. Uh, remember to subscribe to the channel. 
Um, also, um, subscribe to my second YouTube channel, the OG King Kurt uh, YouTube page, where I'll be uh, eventually doing reactions, uh, different type of content on there. Um, make sure you visit www.ogkingkurt.com for everything OG King Kurt and the podcast. Um, follow myself on social media at OG King Kurt. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can follow the OG Two Cents podcast as well on social media uh, at the OG Two Cents podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, shout out to my team, Shrider Visuals, Cy Evermore, and Box Graphics, and also Chris Turner uh, for revising the OG Two Cents uh, coin. Uh, very uh, unique. I hope you like it. Um, and remember to catch next week's episode. And if it makes sense, it's an OG Two Cents. OG out. Let's put this work in, fellas. And much, much, much love to the entire 2K community for always showing me love. Without y'all, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah.